Welcome to the Sports Business Commute here on the program. I'm Michael Mankus, joined as always by Professors Christopher Lee and Daniel McIntosh from the W.P. Carey School of Business at Arizona State University, and they keep waving at the camera. He says welcome. Yeah. We're trying to be polite. Just, this is a put, podcast. Put a smile on everybody's face. Makes me laugh. It interrupts <laughs> my intro. Good Lord. Well, thank you for tuning into this episode. With that in mind, let's get into our opening thought. We'd like to congratulate Christopher Lee for being on the Sports Business Journal's 40 Under 40 this year for 2019. Not our Christopher Lee. Different Christopher Lee. A Christopher Lee. A Christopher Lee. (laughs) There's also a Macintosh on the list. Did you see that? Yeah. Really? It's not me. Wow. Was was that a Daniel? No. Point is, sorry, Christopher Lee, PhD. I'm still young. Still got some time. Yeah, how does it feel that no, there's another Christopher Lee that's demonstrably better than you? <laughs> <laughs> wow. I still have six more years. See that time? Yeah. See, that's the perk of having a name like Michael Minkus. There are no other Michael Minkuses that are better than me. There right. are four other Daniel Macintoshes that are professors. Whoa. Yeah. I should check my rate my professor battle, see if I'm the best. I might not be. <laughs> I'm probably not. That would be kind of sad, though, if I did end up getting a sports <laughs> business journal 40 under 40 and there was already another Christopher Lee what if they, one. What if they called it Christopher Lee 2? Yeah. What if you were, like, the sequel? <laughs> See, it, it's funny you mention that because, you know, we had the same sort of situation arise when I was doing college radio at Truman State University in Kirksville, Missouri. 88.7 KTRM, but back then it was KTRM 88.7 The Edge. Yeah. Now, this is important because the moniker was The Edge. Another radio station in Pennsylvania a college radio station, won a national award for sports commentary, and their moniker was also The Edge. So, Did you claim it? Well, here's the thing. The awards company went on Twitter, right? And they announced KTRM The Edge as the champions of of, of America in sports commentary. Now, I, at the time, was the lead sports commentator, and I was like, I did not apply to this, (laughs) but I will take it. So Thank you. that, nobody's congratulated me on Twitter, so nobody's yeah. made that mistake. Nobody's said at Chris Lee PhD. Well, congrats. I was going to say, some of my favorite things on Twitter are when, like, the wrong <laughs> athlete gets called out. And so, like, great job, David Johnson. And he's, it's a completely different David Johnson. He's like, I'll try harder. <laughs> Old Dominion, the country That's group. That's what it was. Yeah. They, uh, somebody was tweeting, I'm like, worst well, half of basketball yeah, I've why, ever why seen. Can't you, why, can't, why can't you be Purdue? They said, we'll stick to country music. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> All right, so completely unrelated to any of this, but congratulations to Christopher Lee from U.S. Bank, mm-hmm. not Christopher Lee from and Arizona the Warriors. State. And the Warriors. So there we have that tie, too. Wow. That's the yeah. wild thing. He, Six degrees. He left the Warriors to work for U.S. Bank, I think, was I think the, the full story. Been. But here's the thing. Our Christopher Lee also left the Warriors. It's true. At yeah. some Two point. greener pastures. Yeah. Oh. Perhaps. <laughs> perhaps. <laughs> wow, perhaps. Three titles in four years, soon to be four and five, and this is the Greener Bashers? Uh, exactly. Recording a podcast? with you guys. Thank Re- you. Yeah. Recording a podcast with two guys who mercilessly mock you the entire time? <laughs> Speaking and of. Real Green Pastures right there. Speaking of, are we doing the, are we saving it? Uh, we no, it I want to do it right now. Okay. And we're going to actually uh, get right on topic right now. This is... Quiz Chris Lee. (laughs) All right, so today we're talking about the NFL. We're talking about the NFL's brand penetration, its streaming packages. But first, we want to talk about the NFL's official sponsors because shockingly few people actually know what those official sponsors are. Well, and and this is a huge topic, right, in the world of marketing. You're paying potentially millions, if not hundreds of millions of dollars if you want to be an Olympic sponsor to have this relationship with the league. Right, and so you would hope for that money, you'd get some sort of return. 
and then you go out and they do a survey. And they're like, so who's the official sponsor? And they get it wrong. This yep. actually came yeah. up a few years ago when, you know, Microsoft Surface was the official tablet of the NFL. And all the commentators were calling them iPads. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Whoops. It's, so not not only are you not getting your brand advertised that you're paying millions of dollars for, your opponent in the market is being free. Is they're getting free advertising off of your dollar. So oh, okay. So but to, we'll, we'll go ahead. I was gonna say to set the the backstory. This is a, a survey that Turnkey Sports and Entertainment, Turnkey Intelligence, based in New Jersey, has participated in for years now, and they do basically every major sport survey fans of who are the official. Sponsors. Okay, so so I think for this one, I will also. I actually don't know the official sponsors okay, because yeah. the paper Chris Lee printed out okay. is in black and white, so I couldn't tell. <laughs> so I, we'll both provide answers to who we think the official sponsors are, and we'll we'll see how we do. We'll compare it. All right, so we'll start off with the first one, which I'm gonna I'm gonna start start off with the softball. It's the easiest one on here. Fifty six percent of the average fan was able to get this correct. Um, so you guys should be able to get this. Uh, who is the official sports? Slash energy drink of the NFL. Chris Lee? I'm going to say Gatorade. I'm going to say Gatorade as well. Gatorade is correct. Uh, who's runner-up with 9%? Powerade. I would guess Powerade as well. I was shocked. It's Powerade tied with Red Bull. Really? Red Bull also received 9%. They qualify under that category? Under, I think they're okay. considered the energy part, okay. so they've, they've okay. lumped those together. All right, we'll go to the next one. Now, this one, this one uh, most people get. This is soda. Who's the official soda of the NFL. Chris Lee. Pepsi. Pepsi. Pepsi's correct. 51%. I would have gotten that wrong. Really? I would have gotten that wrong. I would have assumed Coke. Despite RC the fact, Cola? I would say despite the fact <laughs> that at the Super Bowl halftime show, there were drones flying around ah, flash, flashing the uh, the Pepsi logo. So oh. I definitely watched the Super Bowl halftime yeah. show. I thought it was awful, but I sure. wouldn't have made that connection. Yeah, they've done a pretty solid job activating that one at the Super Bowl. Okay. What are the other choices? Uh, Pepsi Coke. and Coke are the only two options. Oh. Uh, Pepsi, 51%. Coca-Cola, 24%. So that means... Uh, what twenty five percent had no idea? <laughs> Did people just say like, "Oh yeah, this is definitely uh, Doctor Thunder that you can get at Walmart"? <laughs> That's the official cola of the NFL. Okay, so now they're going to start getting a little bit more tricky. This one's this one's fun. The official beer of the NFL, Bud Light. I would say Bud Light as well. So they have Bud Light and Budweiser. Okay. Yeah, that makes both sense. Are, so they, it must be the AB beverages. Both yeah. are correct. Budweiser got 31%. Bud Light got 35%. Both are technically the official sponsors. So I don't know if now is a good time for this, but the way those... I know Bud Light, because Bud Light did the, whatever it was, 36-pack, 24-pack of every single NFL team. So a couple years ago, there was a, oh, yeah. a, some concern because basically when you have the NFL sponsorship, what that gives you the right to juice all of the logos yeah. collectively. Yeah. Um, and so they Bud Light has a, a individual sponsorship with... Almost every team except for, I think, the Cowboys and the Packers, maybe? Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and so what Bud Light was trying to do through the sponsorship, they're arguing that, hey, we should be able to sell these beer cans or case with every NFL team. That's part of our sponsorship wow. deal. Uh, yeah. It took a couple years to happen. But uh, basically, if you see like Bud Light and the Arizona Cardinals, that means they have an individual deal with the Arizona Cardinals. That's not part <laughs> yeah. of the league-wide deal. Did not know that. No. There you go. Who there knew? Go. Who knew? Who knew? Who knew? All right. Uh, official uh, credit card of the NFL. So are we talking like MasterCard Visa sort of companies? Um, Options, American Express, MasterCard Visa. I'm going to guess MasterCard? I'm going to say MasterCard too. You are both wrong. Oh. Visa, All right. 41%. So that's the first one that we've gotten wrong. 41% Visa. That one just oh. seemed too easy. 
Well, and I always think of Visa in terms of uh, the Fox networks. I always think they sponsor the Fox networks. Yeah. Half, hmm. Visa halftime show and that type of stuff. So right. I would not have guessed Visa because why would you do both? But apparently they do both. I wonder how many people even think about the Visa versus MasterCard versus American Express relative to like it's a Marriott card, it's a Southwest, it's American Airlines. Do you know anyone that has an Amex? No. I don't oh, know. I don't know anyone that has Because they give a bunch of like pre-sale opportunities, so I want to get So you can go to all your country music exactly. concerts. Exactly. Old Dominion, yay! Exactly. Okay, now this one was my favorite out of all of them. This is my favorite. The official pizza sponsor. I actually know this one, so I'll let, I'll let Chris Lee give it I think I do, too. Uh, I think it's Pizza Hut. Yeah, Pizza but, Hut. And who did it used to be? Papa, Papa John's. John's. So Papa John's still gets 40% yeah. believe it's the official sponsor Pizza Hut, the actual official sponsor, 25%. Whew. Papa is in the house. <laughs> That's rough. I mean, how, how terrible must that be for Pizza Hut? I mean, imagine the amount of money you have to spend to get the official pizza of the NFL. And yet, the, the brand that was really disgraced out of its position still is viewed as the official pizza of the NFL. But it talks about some of the, the lasting effects of branding, yeah, right? right? When you make these associations, they're hard to forget. And, and we, had, we had Peyton Manning, who was very, very... You know, star power supporting this thing. So lots right. of lots of interesting. And just the way our brain works and memory. I mean, all of this was in the news was NFL and and Papa John's, and so you just associate That's those, true. whether right. there's a real deal yeah. or not. That's true. And so when you're going through these surveys, all right, that comes in your head. Wireless official wireless. I'm gonna say Verizon. I was gonna say Verizon too. Verizon is correct. Thirty-two okay. percent were able to correctly identify Verizon. What are this, the other options? AT and T, T Mobile. No. Are the these other, are pretty. Other most common. Small. Lists of options. Yeah. I mean, because like Sprint and some of those, be, yeah, yeah. Right. not on there. Huh? Uh, official hotel partner. I know this one, Marriott. Uh, I or mean, courtyard Marriott. yeah, he he said Marriotts, and it's he correct. knows it. So yeah, it is. It I, I would I would have guessed something like Holiday Inn. You travel a lot, don't you? I do, and I talk about this one in my class. Just the way they did it, they integrated it with courtyard, and uh, I think in terms of activation, they've done some things. One of which was have like. Monday night football parties in the lobby of Courtyard or the local bar or restaurant as a way to... <laughs> oh, yes, because there's nowhere I'd rather be on Monday night football than at the hotel bar at the Marriott. <laughs> wow. <laughs> on a Monday night. If you're in an area where they, like you can't walk to someplace cooler, then that's your only option. And not only that, but I can think of worse, you know, I can think of worse places to be on a Monday night. Now, on a Saturday night, if I'm at the hotel bar, then, then we have some other issues. All right. All right, we got two more. The official car. Ooh. Um... So Detroit has Ford Field, but I don't know if Ford's the official. I'm gonna say GM. I'm gonna say Chevrolet. Okay, Ford. Your initial guess is the most commonly wrong answer, 19%. Chevrolet, second most commonly wrong answer, 17%. The actual correct answer, Hyundai. <laughs> oh wait, Hyundai. Hyundai, 14% actually. N- uh, what is the NFL? official NFL sponsor? Wow. Who knew? Who knew? I had no idea. So, like... They finished third in their own thing. And here's the kicker. They are down 6% from the year before. Despite continuing to have the sponsorship? Yes. Marketing director, you're fired. Wow. Whew. Brutal, right? How much, what was the percent on Hyundai? 14% got it correct. 19% said Ford. 17% said yeah, Chevrolet. Both of those up. Up 5%. Oh, no. Their offerings don't <laughs> seem to match with the branding. Yeah, that's a question. The NFL. I, I would think, like, you know, Dodge even before right. Hyundai. I, yeah, I liked when you were going to Detroit, and I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Nope, sure. Hyundai. Nope. All right, last one, the official casino. I will start with Chris Lee because we know uh, Michael Mankus has a predilection towards the field of gaming. Caesars. 
I think it's, it, no, I think it's MGM. MGM, yeah. Crystal is right. What ah! Caesars? <laughs> oh, so MGM has partnerships with the other four <laughs> majors. Ooh. Caesars is the only one. Caesars wow. with the NFL. Chris Lee wow. questioning his own decision. <laughs> well done. Very good. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. So if you're scoring at home, we had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven categories uh, that we went through, not counting the beer and the sports energy, which were fairly simple. So nine total. Uh, you guys got uh, six out of nine. Nice. Okay. okay. I'll take it. I'll yeah. take it. So what does this, what does this mean? What does this tell us? I think it's just crazy. Like, if we talk about uh, how... One, the long-standing things with, like, if you talk about Papa John's right. and how difficult it is for us to re- erase those uh, relationships that exist and, and staying with a brand for a long time. And then you can look at something like uh, Hyundai and you can talk about brand mismatch and how that just doesn't seem yeah. like a great fit and, and, and how much money are we spending, potentially wasting on this. Sure. It's also challenging when they switch from one brand to another. It gets confusing. Uh, the other thing, and maybe not as much in the NFL, but NBA, you see a lot of ties to individual players. Yeah. It's like LeBron James and McDonald's, and because that's that sponsorship, people assume it's at the NBA level too, which yeah. it's not. You see that a lot in pretty much any sport as well. I mean, I, I know like uh, body armor. Yep. Is huge in the NCAA. Huge in the NCAA. But yeah, Mike Trout and Andrew Luck released a commercial, I think, either yesterday or today, of the two doing a disco dance off. So for those of you saying that Mike Trout isn't marketable, go watch that. He he is no charisma and he can't dance, but at least he was willing to do it, darn it. And the way they, they do these surveys too, I mean, this is basically recognition of yeah. I mean, you've got two or three or four choices rather right. than if we had people write out what yeah. it was. Unaided recall is yeah, brutal. It would be <laughs> even worse than it is now. Well, not only that, but I, I think it's a little bit tougher when you talk about industries that are a lot more you know, diversified. Like if I ask, you know, what's the official deodorant of the NFL? I think pretty much everybody would know or at least have a pretty good idea of what it is. Old Spice? Yeah. Oh, I was, I, I'm like I 99% like, sure it's Old Spice. I have no idea. You know what? Y'all, y'all keep talking. I'm looking <laughs> this up right said, now. I, is that a category? Uh, it should be. Yeah. Think of all the different categories that, there, that exist. Yeah, now. I mean, at some point it's like there's too many right. different categories, and at some level, it probably doesn't so matter if you here's, remember here's the official I'm sponsor. Spend, Chris, I promise you that you will be my only friend that is <laughs> undergrad was from Berkeley, whose grad program was from ASU, and whose PhD was from Oregon. You'll right. be the only one. I won't have any other Chris Lees, even the one who won the 40 under 40. How special do you feel? Yeah, exactly. Very exclusive. (laughs) It is Old Spice, by the way. Or at least it was as of 2017 when they were using the tagline, the greatest smell in the NFL. So is this concerning from a a sponsorship perspective or does it not I think it is. Well, I think it has to be. Well, I don't know if concerning is the word I would use. I think it talks about how strategic and, and how kind of persistent you have to be in your marketing efforts. If you're going to spend all of this money to be an NFL sponsor, you're going to get massive reach, right. but you're also going to enter a highly competitive field and you've got to be able to leverage it incredibly well. Sure. Not only, oh yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, is, is the goal though that people remember that you're the official sponsor of the NFL or is the goal that you've got increased sales, brand recognition, awareness that's maybe in de- doesn't not necessarily directly tied to that labeling? I personally think that is an important distinction. Yeah. However, you know, it, I just keep coming back to that issue with the Microsoft Surface, right? Yeah. I mean, sure. not not only, yeah, sure, maybe the Microsoft Surface saw increased sales, but millions of dollars were essentially going for free advertising for the iPad. Hmm. So, I mean, you're talking about return on investment. I mean, surely there are, you know, investments that your marketing department can make that don't end up with, you know, Joe Buck or whoever it is talking about how the people on the sidelines are using iPads when they're not. So and the way, I, no, yeah, yeah I was gonna say, and the way you're activating these sponsorships to justify that relationship. I know like 
Taco Bell and the MLB get a lot of uh, attention because of the Taco Bell stolen base, which I think has probably worn out some of its novelty. I disagree um, entirely. I think it's one of the I think it's one of the best activations that, that spo- a sponsor uses in major sports. Because here's the thing: it is almost certain that a base will be stolen in the World Series yeah. every right. year. Sure. I mean, it's it's almost certain, right? Uh, especially if you know the score is generous and counts a a pass ball or a wild pitch as a stolen base, right? Sure. And everybody gets a free taco. Can, right? can we play that game? What's your favorite activation? I mean, I, I, yes. I sure I love <laughs> the Taco Bell, you know, steal a base activation. I think it's and also because it, you know, yeah, Taco Bell probably takes a minor hit yeah. off of all the tacos. But here's the thing: who eats just one taco at Taco Bell? <laughs> right, why exactly. zero? So, I don't, I've cut out Taco Bell. Congratulations. I know, How do you um, feel? Much better. <laughs> Same. Much better. I, I, I actually don't eat Taco Bell either. Which, speaking of sponsorship, LeBron James got not some heat, but uh, they were asking him a couple years ago, like, what's the difference between now and your rookie year? And he said, I don't eat McDonald's every day. And Ooh, that was gosh. when he was a sponsor of McDonald's. Oh, which is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Real odd message there, LeBron. Yeah, uh-huh. Way to go. Um, but that, like another one that's really interesting for me is we talk about like Buick or Kia when they signed Tiger Woods, Shaquille O'Neal. LeBron James did Kia. And yet... I don't see huge changes in their brand positioning. I don't think somebody's like, oh, I'm going to get a Kia now because LeBron James. If you look at the imagery, he's not even driving it. He's, like, standing next to it. Like, even how we activate and position and and frame these things is critically important. Well, I can't fit in it. Well, that's the point. Like, like it it completely ruins this, like, concept of, like, oh, I believe LeBron drives that. Like, I believe LeBron drinks Gatorade. I do. Yeah. I believe. But I do not believe he drives a, a Buick. Or a Kia. <laughs> or a Kia. A, 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 a Buick, at least, you could probably fit into. <laughs> a Kia? Whoosh. My sister drives a Kia. She's like 5'6". Right. But, and her head hits the ceiling. <laughs> but this alignment between the brand and the sponsors. Yeah. I mean, you're talking with Hyundai, right? It just not, uh, doesn't seem like a sure. great fit. Absolutely. And not only that, but, you know, when we talk about, like, activations and how sponsors leverage their position, I mean, you get some really awkward activations in sports, too. I mean, I'm sure you guys remember the Blake Griffin dunk contest. Mm-hmm. Where so he, he jumped over the car? Not only did he jump over the car, he jumped over the Kia, as we were reminded so often over the course of that entire broadcast. Which worked, but I think simultaneously killed the dunk contest, too. Well, not only not only <laughs> that, but, it being... but it got to the point where people were mocking Kia for sure. putting, you know, saying, oh, well, look, the Kia dunk contest where Blake Griffin jumped over a Kia, Kia, sure. Kia. And it's like when you get to the point where your, your brand is being mocked. Instead of being received positively as a result of your activation, I mean, how much money do you think he has spent just to have that car on the court? Or it has to sort of enhance or help rather than interfere with whatever you're trying to do. Also, let's be real. Most NBA players can jump over a small Kia. That's that's not really... I mean... (laughs) They're freakish. Oh, by the way, did you see this high school girl? Oh, the the one that dunk contest. Yes. Yes. She's my height. And she's throwing it down. Like, I've, I've dunked. And I'm proud to say I dunked when I was over 30, but it was never a, like, bring down the house dunk. It was, like, a very gentle set it in. She's hammering it. Yeah, with some force. Go her. So what's your favorite activation? Oh, Dr. Pepper Halftime. Oh, yeah. I love that one. Love it. Because it it aligns so well, right? They're giving away free tuition, plus it's a Coke can, they're chucking balls. It it aligns. It's it's very novel. I also like the Wendy's when you kick a field goal because people look silly. Yeah. It's really hard to kick a field goal. It is. Can confirm. Yeah. A lot harder than people think. Yeah. Uh, actually, a student in my in the program I'm doing here at Arizona State, Jordan Donald, had the chance to uh, try to kick a field goal at halftime during an ASU game. And? It didn't get through the end zone. Uh, sorry, I'd love to make fun of him, but I've tried it. and It's hard. I pulled a hammy. Who was the... 
the company was a Goose Island that after the missed field goal. Oh, after Cody, had all the yeah. fans come out and which is kind of interesting. Not sponsorship, but well, I mean, you could call it sort of. You could call it sort of a activation. Whatever. You could call it an activation. Basically, for those of you who are unaware, after Cody Parkey, you know, hit two bars on his field goal to win the game in the playoffs for the Bears and then doink, missed. Doink doink. Goose Island then challenged. You know, Parkey was getting incredible hate online. So Goose Island said, "Okay, fans, if you're so good at football." We're going to set up uprights, and you have to kick a 43-yard field goal. And if you do that, you win free goose for a year. Wow. Guess, how many, people, guess how many people made that field goal? Any? Zero? Zero. Yeah. That's a long, Zero people that's made that field kick. goal. Sure. It is. And not only is it 43 yards, not only do you have to kick the football 43 yards, which in and of itself is not all that easy in the air. Yeah. You have to get it above 10 feet <laughs> right. at the end of that 43 yards. Yeah. yeah. That's not nothing. No. That's not nothing. He's also paid millions of dollars. By the way, did you see that the Bears signed a new kicker whose last name is Blewett? <laughs> but isn't it like B-L-U-E-T-T, something like that? B-L... I don't remember exactly. Or, oh, actually, it might be B-L-E-W-I-T. I don't remember exactly, but... I do not think it's B-L-E-W-I-T. Point is, he played for Pitt, so that really tells you. you know. And we digress. <laughs> hey, you know, but we're, now we're talking about the, the Goose Island sponsorship for this little, sure. this little offhanded joke right. they made. Like, oh, if you're so good, come kick the field goal. Like, kind of national publicity. Literally, all they did was they set up a little chain link fence. And they said, "Yeah, hey, here's a football." Sure. So, what did that cost Goose Island? Nothing. Nothing. What kind of promotion did it get them? A lot. Worldwide. On a mass like event scale, like we're talking about, you know, championships and Super Bowls in terms of activation. I do. I think I like the MLB uh, Taco Bell stolen base sponsorship is probably my favorite. But I mean, again, I think eventually you have to come up with something new, but seemingly works real well. Okay, so those are your favorites. Do you have a worst? Ooh. I can think of one that in planning was a great idea and it backfired completely. We might be thinking the same one. Really? I doubt no, it. Okay. It was the Super Bowl oh, yeah, we in Phoenix. Is it really we were? No, we weren't. Okay. Uh, different one. Uh, so Phoenix Super Bowl, what, three years ago now? Four years ago now? Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. Okay, so, and they had a partnership with, I believe, Coppertone, the uh, sunscreen company. And inside of the NFL experience... They set up those hand sanitation pumps uh-huh. to not spit out hand sanitizer, but sunscreen. <laughs> Here's the downside. It rained every single day. Ah. <laughs> so you had all of these sunscreen distribution things that were completely useless because it was cloudy and rainy every single day. And I sat there going, on paper, this was a brilliant thing. Sure. And it's completely backfired. Man. That's got to sting. Yeah. Especially right? in Arizona. Like, you know, if, if it rains every day when you have the Super Bowl in Minneapolis or whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, that's normal. Yeah. Rains every day in Phoenix. Yeah, Oof. in January. Oof. Right, yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised at the lack of sunscreen sponsorship and marketing within sports. Like baseball, I mean, you're sitting out there forever getting roasted. Yeah. And there's no... But Oakley, Oakley has a sponsorship. Yeah, sure. So we, they do have some sort of... I do like the hand sanitizer idea, but it, not when it rains. Oh, it was a fantastic idea. It just backfired sure. completely. All right, then what's yours, Professor Lee? Oh, ooh. I can't think of a bad one. I can think of a local activation that went poorly where they uh, gave away a car, and so they had, whatever, five, six people up there, and each person was going to turn the key of the car, and only one car is supposed to work, and all the cars worked. <laughs> so, so same sort of idea. You might have a great idea, but if you don't execute down to the final details, it can go poorly. How do you miss that? You have envelopes, I guess, and you instead of reversing them, you just handed them out exactly <laughs> as the cars line up. I don't know. But what intern got fired, right? Somebody definitely not, got fired not there. Ideal. Oh. We went over budget. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, admittedly, 
In, in the defense of the intern, the poor intern, you know, when teams do that, they have insurance right. for prizes, right? right? So they don't yeah. have to pay out of pocket for six cars. Yeah, but I would guess they only bought one insurance policy. Why would you buy five insurance policies? You'd never think we're... You, right. Yeah, they pro- I imagine they didn't have insurance to cover them botching the... The actual giveaway. That's unfortunate. Because uh, yeah. you see those things like, you know, if so-and-so team wins or so-and-so kicks a field goal, like furniture stores do it and stuff. But, yeah, they have insurance for yeah. the likelihood of that happening. So, for me, really, it doesn't go to, like, bad activations. It just goes to activations that, you know, generate, like, the mocking. Like, the Kia mocking, right? Mm-hmm. You know, oh, Blake Griffin jumped over a Kia. And, and immediately, this was in the early days of Twitter. I say early as if it wasn't, like, two or three years old at that point. But... Basically, I immediately went to Twitter and saw people saying, oh boy, Blake Griffin jumped over a Kia Forte. Coming up next, LeBron James jumping over a step stool. <laughs> Stuff like that, you know? <laughs> As like, how is that the, the brand that you want to be developing? Now, obviously, sure. brands themselves can't control what gets posted on Twitter. But surely somebody had to have thought, maybe, maybe. Having him jump over a compact car isn't as impressive as having him, or as finding a different way to activate the sponsorship. Sure. That got a ton of... of- Attention, though I think that if you, we looked at this same poll for the NBA back in that those years, people recognized Kia in part because of that. But again, um, certainly back last year, interference or fan discussion gets in the way too. But I'm sure there's so many other examples. So fans, uh, listeners, if you have some, send them to us. I'd love to see some of these Please. things that went poorly. Yeah, right? your, your best activation you've seen, the worst ones that went really bad. I remember, um, I was a kid. I mean, like probably about. Three feet tall. Uh, instead of using ages, we're just going to use height. <laughs> Probably about three feet tall. Maybe like six. Six years old. Now, we, I would go to Blues games, St. Louis Blues games as a kid with my, with my family. And they would have these, um, this little blimp that would fly around. I think the Suns still do this. Oh, yeah. We have the internal blimp. Yeah. Uh, a little internal blimp that would fly around the arena and drop like coupons of some sort. And you would think, oh, that's smart. Until you realize that you're doing this at a hockey game where fans have all been imbibing heavily in alcohol. So they're all fighting. You see people like, you know, running over each other and clawing through each other in the stands. They don't do the blimp anymore. I have to imagine that part of it has to do with grown men getting drunk and but fighting over the Those giveaways are intense. Like when I was with the Warriors as an intern, like we just have to give away whatever. The Warriors, I don't remember what it was, but Warriors score 100 and you get a free Big Mac. And so you have yeah. to hand those out on the way out and people yeah. are getting, they do get getting heated. But okay, that calls to mind. I forgot. This happened this past year. Was a mascot using the t-shirt gun? And he stuffed two of them in instead of one, so the gun backfired and shot him him in a very sensitive area. That was pretty funny. Above the knees, but below the belly button. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Can you imagine firing that and bam? It was like, oh. Anyway, we digress. That would never occur to me that you couldn't put two (laughs) t-shirts in there. Good to know. Fun fact. I mean, it's the same premise as like, you know, when you ever watch Elmer Fudd, you know, when when, uh, when Bugs Bunny would stick his finger into Elmer okay. Fudd's barrel and the barrel would explode <laughs> and it would backfire? This is going way back. My basic understanding of physics came from Looney Tunes. Yeah. <laughs> Looney Tunes. It, it, you know, nice. That's what taught a generation of Americans. It's where you run off the cliff and there's a pause, you hold up a sign, and then you fall? Yeah. yeah. The, the sign always says, like, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wile E. Coyote. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on Looney Tunes, Chris Lee? I like Looney Tunes. I was more of a Ninja Turtles fan. Really? I watched everything, but... I found Splinter to be a little weird. Yeah. He was a rat. <laughs> you're watching, a, sh- you're watching show a show with four turtles who use karate. <laughs> who are part live you know, in the sewer and are part real humans. I mean, the whole thing was Have you ever gone back and watched Captain Planet? It's weird. I never it's watched trippy. it the first time. It is really weird. It's kind of, a, it's kind of an interesting right. thing. I should, go back, I should go back and watch Captain Planet now. Which character would you be? Earth, Wind, Fire, or Heart? 
I don't I don't watch Captain Planet. I'm going to go with Heart. Sounds good. Classic. Fire for the way that character sounds nice. <laughs> We'd get along. Uh huh. And yet, Captain Planet, 30 years after airing, we're still talking about it. Mm-hmm. Talk about a great activation, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> Ba-ding. 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 <laughs> and on that note, thanks for tuning in. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Sports Business Commute here on the program. The Sports Business Commute is hosted by myself, Michael Minkus, Daniel McIntosh, and Christopher Lee. The latter two are professors at the W.P. Carey School of Business at Arizona State University. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next week.